Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Reverend Christopher. Our very special guest, Reverend Tim Christopher, is with it. We're going to cover all kinds of things today. Sounds like a deal to me. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a great show. We'll be right back. Kick it off. Tom Bernard Podcast. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Well, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales, leaders go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this is Brian Zepp. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Oh, Andy's rocking out. Andy's rocking out, ladies and gentlemen. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Reverend Tim Christopher is with us in studio. Lots going on. I just want to say, I paid $4.56 for gas today at Costco. If anyone needs to fill up, go stand in line. I do gas, buddy. It works better because you don't have to stand in line. What do you mean gas? What is gas, buddy? Uh, they send you a debit card that you link to your bank account, and then if you use it at certain gas stations, you get like 25, 30 cents off per gallon. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. That's like, like five bike. bucks, four fifty, something yeah. like that on a full tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's pretty good. Gas, <clears throat> buddy? Gas, buddy, yep. Gas, buddy. I have never heard of that. Never heard of that. No. I haven't either. We got it now. We picked up on it. Everything is good, right? Yep. Anything <laughs> you can do to save... 20 bucks a fill. Mm-hmm. Like just everything. I there are so know. many memes out on the internet right now, and they're like, how does every day cost $250? Well, every time you go to the grocery store now, that's $100. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable. You check out, and it's like, God. It's well, you just bought two huh? steaks at Byerly's, right? Yep. And they were like, it was like 50 bucks. No, no, it was $65. Just, I mean, for, for your own, for, to make your own steak <laughs> <laughs> at home. It's crazy. $65. I never thought I'd see the day. That's some, nuts. It is nuts. But some guy did buy a camera yesterday in England. A camera? He bought a camera that was used by some guy I've never heard of, but apparently it made it a very big deal. Okay. Bought the camera. It's a 35-millimeter camera, like a, the old mm-hmm. Kodak camera. But it's not a Kodak, but it's like those old ones. Okay. $15 million. What? Oh, wow. 
Who has that I, kind of disposable I, income? See, this is the whole deal. There, there's us, and then there's the people yeah, that are worth billions of dollars. That's, that's a 1923 right. Leica O series. That's the one. Why mm-hmm. is it so fantastic? Uh, Did the king personally use it? On a, <laughs> yeah, maybe. You're right. Right? Yeah, maybe. I think better take pictures and uh, see through people versus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tells you when you're going it to die. It tells you where the cheap gas prices are when you look through it. Wasn't the guy's name like Banford or Bancroft or something like that? The guy that Oscar owned it. Barnack. Barnack. There the, it this is. was the personal camera of the inventor of the Oscar 35 Barnack. millimeter Leica. There you go. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. 15 million for that camera. They so thought it was going to sell for like about one 4.7. Museum. Or yeah. Put that in a museum. Don't. It belongs in a museum. Well, you know. I, know I mean, either, it's historically but... significant, I guess. What are you gonna it's do? Got, oh yeah, it's, he's engraved it with his name. It's got the original leather cap. Yeah, his name all is engraved in it. That's well, true. like the thing to me that's confusing about all these rich people <clears throat> having these things is like, why? Because they got nothing else to do. So you can be like, hey, look <laughs> at this camera. Look at this I throw cool it in camera. Spend. This is what they do. Well, they do that. They do what? They just throw it in your face. I mean, that's basically yeah. what it comes out. Like, look at how fabulous yeah. I am uh, because I own this thing. I can blow $15 million on a camera. That's right. Can you believe it? Oh, wait a minute, you guys. Don't you think some people should live in 70,000 square foot houses? <laughs> Very necessary. Oh, my God. It's absolutely necessary. Well, it depends on how many house parties you have. <laughs> True. Are you hosting a lot of people? <laughs> are the in-laws sleeping over yeah, a lot? Yeah, right. How Just far are we in, Andy? We're about five, five minutes vacations. in. Uh yeah, something like that. Okay, that's perfect. Um, it's been an interesting run lately, ladies and gentlemen. This morning uh, on the Cakey Morning Show, I had a couple of great guests on. Tommy Davidson came on. Tommy, I've interviewed, God, I don't know how many times. And what I love about him is he wanders off the topic more than any person I've ever talked to. More than we do? He starts talking about this, and then he starts talking about something else. But he's a hell of a nice guy. But Andre Gaines was on the show this morning talking about, you know, what uh, the anniversary, 75th anniversary of. No. Andre Gaines was on the show to talk about it, 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson. And Andre and I, we were just having a wonderful conversation because, uh, Reverend Tim, you and I have talked about this before, where I grew up in North Minneapolis. And you were talking about you grew up in a very similar neighborhood, Mm -hmm. correct? Sure. And... I said the, the one word that people can never say to me. I cannot hear the word, and it was used in the language 75 years ago. Did you know they allowed him to play in the major leagues? I hear that word, and it makes me just bristle. I hate that word. Well, Tom, I don't know if I can allow you. Oh, really? You gonna <laughs> allow me? Are you? Okay. I hate that word so much. You know, the word allow. allow a little extra time. I don't mind it there. Hey, you know, if you're coming over, I'll allow a little extra time. But don't tell me what I should allow or what you will allow. Uh, yeah, it is kind of a condescending way of putting things. Yeah. It really is to me. Well, yeah. There's no doubt about it. But uh, it went on a great run because uh, Ray Scott, who was the first original, the, the, the very first black NBA coach. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to talk to Ray or anything. He's 80 no, years sir. old now. One of the nicest guys of all time, we're having a little interview with him, and he goes, I have to call you Tommy. Can't call you Tom. (laughs) 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 Which I thought was very funny. Just really, really good. But Reverend Tim, honestly, we talked about many, many things growing up uh, where you grow up, and we we did not go through a lot of stuff when I was a kid, a teenager, a young man, and all the rest of it. I wouldn't even argue with my neighbors, much less, oh, I can't get along with you because you're Jewish or you're Catholic or you're black or whatever. And that's most of North Minneapolis was with those three groups of people. But we never even argued with one another. Now, other people got involved in things like, you know, drug runs and getting gunned down on the street over the money and things like that. But as far as neighbors were concerned, you're talking 60 years ago, and we got along really, really well. What uh, I just don't understand what what is going on. I really don't. Can we ever get to the point where we can all just sit down and go, "Hey, great to see you." <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with that? No, right? I don't. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. I, I don't think so. That's too bad. Um, you know, I, I've been I've been to Rochester. I've been to uh, St. Cloud. I've been up to Bemidji. I've been going around. People have been hosting these tables for me and let me oh, come in okay. and sit and talk. Yeah. To people, and and one thing that I noticed is we we all want the same, yeah. Except 
We want it in a, di- in a different way. Like, oh, that's I, I, I want. I want. I don't want what you have. I don't want to come in right. and take what you have. And a lot of people think that that's what it is. If if I if I give in to you a little bit, you're going to take what I have. You understand what I'm saying? Um, well, how could and, you? Exactly. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna guard everything. I'm gonna take everything. I'm just gonna okay. guard it. Instead of opening a door and saying, you know, hey, I'll teach you something. Like you said, you know, these days we can't even talk to each other, right? Yeah. You know, I, I'm from Millington, Tennessee, or Shelby County, Tennessee, <laughs> and the people across the street that we would, you know, go play with their kids, and they would come over and talk with my grand, my grandfather, and 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 this was a white guy in the seventies, okay. right? And all all up and down our street, and everybody everybody got along. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, the first time I, I ever encountered racism was at E.E. E. Jeter school when this white kid uh, said got off of the um, the merry-go-round. And, and I can say this word, but you can't tell. Um, <laughs> he looks at me specifically. OK, but but, you know, he said uh, all, all the niggers get off of the merry-go-round and push. You know, but when I go back to we go back to the community where we was at as a community, we were just everything was fine. You know, I I didn't have a problem there with anybody. But these days, man, you can't you can't walk out and do anything or say anything to your neighbor without somebody getting mad at you or saying something or, or, or being mean or rude to you. And that's everybody right. these days. Right. For it some is reason, everybody these right? days. I don't but don't get you think it. that comes from our leadership? Yes. Because they call names and they say horrible things about each other sure and they, they make up lies the and yeah. they're not accountable for anything that they say. And I, I think people say, oh, well, our president acts like this. Why? Why yeah, can't I? That's true. It's true. I just got a text message from a <laughs> listener that asked, wants me to ask you, why don't you want me to say the word merry-go-round? <laughs> I like how he put that. <laughs> well, no, I like him, not me. Well, you know, it's it, 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 these no, days. Know. You know, black people uh, look at it in a way of going, "It's a, it, it's a, it's a term of endearment," which is not. That's a lie. Um, I, I don't, I don't like using a word. I think the word shouldn't be used at all. Um, I, I. I I tell some of my white friends, he, I had a white friend that says, if I buy a CD and it has that, that word in it, why am I not allowed to say it? I said, say it. Well, what, how, what is it? somebody, a black person singing the word and you saying it? What, that, that has nothing to do with one another. Exactly. But how do people not know that, Reverend Tim? I'm seriously, people got to know that, don't they? Yeah, they do. But, you know, at the end of the day, if I buy a CD, I own every word on that dang on CD, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. If, they, if black people don't want white people saying it, then stop saying it. Well, that's a good point. That I mean, it, no, no, it, it, I'm, I'm being dead serious about that. Stop it. I, I'm standing in Target. That's a true story. I'm standing in Target and. I've got people in front of me. I've got these little black boys behind me, and every other word that came out of their mouth is 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 in this and in this, and everybody's in. I mean, I can tell that, especially white people. I can tell they it was very very uncomfortable. Yeah, I can see that. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so if if we don't want that word out there, if other people can't use that word, if if I'm white and I buy that CD, and I'm walking around and I'm singing the song with the word in it, but yet I gotta bleep it out. Yeah. No, no, I don't play that. I remember I was in a spin class. Remember this, Alex? I was with you. And she said, oh, this is um, this is not. Oh, yeah. I don't know. She said it was an explicit class. And I was like, what is going on in here? The music she was playing. She wasn't saying things, but the music she was playing. And I mean, every other word. I was like, what? Why would she choose this? Because that's because that's the thing now. You know, is it really? I was just—I was completely shocked. I have to say, I was like, "Should I complain about this, or does that just mean I'm old?" <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know what to do about. Well, this. What's interesting is like I am a Peloton member, and there's you know a lot of different instructors, and there are some people instructors that play songs with that word in it all the time, and there are some instructors that do not play songs, or it'll be in the song, but it'll be edited out. 
Yeah. And some of them are, they just don't play the word ever. And some of them play it all the time. It's like popular music. It just contains that content. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't understand why. It, it's, it's stupid to me. Now, it's stupid now, to me, now, too. If, if you would have complained about it and made her stop playing it, then that would have been, that would have been, you know, awesome. Well, see, I also don't agree with that. I, I think people, like, if if everybody in the class was okay with it and she said I was going to play explicit content and nobody said, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not comfortable, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if that meant it said shit or whatever. I didn't right. know. I have no idea what it was going to be. Right. But when I started hearing it, I was like, this is, a no, I was looking around like, is anybody thinking that this is a little weird? But yet you're in the class. Yeah. You're singing the song, two black women are next to you. You say that word, what do you think they're going to say? I don't have any idea. Probably I know what not, they're going to say. Probably not be happy. Yeah, pretty much. But yet, but yet, here you are introduced to that type of word Yeah. in this spin class, and it's out in the open, but you cannot say anything. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've got, you have to bleep it out. You can say every word in there. Right. But you've got to bleep that one word out. Right. But you don't feel that you got the right to sit there and say, I... I don't want to listen to this. Yeah, right, exactly. You understand what I'm saying? I, I mean, know. Well, as, I don't know what I'm allowed to not like well, anymore. I, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. You gotta, I, see, that's why I like her. Oh, I understand. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand now, Tom. Yeah, sir. I didn't come to see you anyway. But no, I know. I, I, they made you sit by me. They, they forced you right? to sit <laughs> I understand. But, no, I'm, I'm just, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm just thinking practical on this thing, going... If nobody wants, if other people can't say it, if yeah, if it's people, a bad word, it's, it's a, a bad word. It's a bad word for everybody. I've yeah. always said that. You know, I, I I remember back in the day when Al Sharpton called himself burying the word. The word was supposed to be buried, and nobody was supposed to be able to say it. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember back in the day when Richard Pryor said, "You know what? I went to Africa, and the yep, people in I Africa asked me a question. I come back. I'm not going to say the word." But then he wasn't funny anymore because he didn't say that word. For some reason, you say that word, you're funny. For some reason, now we use it at a point where we're sitting there going, you know, uh, in, in rap music, in, in this drill music, in this kill music, when they're sitting there, you know, black 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 people are talking to each other. Oh, nigga, I'm going to shoot you. Nigga, I'm going to do this. Nigga, I'm going to do that. How is that a term of endearment if you're sitting there going, <laughs> I'm going kill to kill you? Yeah, exactly. Make me understand. They can't make me understand. And I'm a, and I'm a black man. It's used more like punctuation Just, than a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Wow. Or I, it's I, it's just shocking so that a certain set of people will buy it. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I mean, kids will think anything is cool as long as it's presented to them as cool. I mean, yeah. they're it obviously making money is. off of it. If they didn't make money off of it, they wouldn't be saying it. That's yeah. right. And they make a lot of money off of it. Yeah, they right. sure do. They make, yeah. they make a lot of money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I, you know, I got to look at it back at when I was growing up. You know, uh, when NWA came out and my, my parents went nuts when when I first put that that uh, NWA uh, tape in and my mom was like, what are you listening to? Where did, where did you get that from? She went berserk, you know, um, and half of it is that it's just that shock value that comes from that word. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should right? mention, by the way, NWA stands for Northwest Airlines. Thank you very much. What <laughs> <laughs> no, used to? Well, you got a point. <laughs> but, you know, it, that word was a mispronunciation of the word Negro by Irish immigrants. That's where it came from. They couldn't say Negro. Oh, gotcha. That's where the word came from, and those Irish people ended up owning slaves. And that's why where that word was passed along, and it just—it's unfortunate. It's a mispronunciation, and it just has this very, very powerful meaning now. I think Richard probably should have been the last person allowed to say it, and now he's dead. Got a point. I, right. The man was incredibly friend, uh, funny. No, yes, incredibly he was. Funny. Yeah, I mean, the way people are, the more you push back on something, the more they're going to want to say it. I suppose that's yeah. probably so sometimes true. it's like, yeah, go say it. Knock yourself out. Just, you know, that's have a party. I don't care. I say the same thing. 
That's what I said. Just just say it. Just get it out of the way. Let, let it be go. done with. Who cares? You know what I right. mean? It's a word. It's, at the end it, of the day, it's a word. At the yeah. end of the day, it's a word. But, you know, they always look at it. Well, it makes us feel blah, blah. It makes us feel this. It makes us feel that. And I'm sitting here going, no, you don't. No, you don't. I no, still no. want to know where honky came from because I don't believe it was honking a horn. That I can't answer for you. I don't know. <laughs> they claim, they I claim had to look up word. cracker. I didn't know that what that cracker, meant. That was, that was I don't know what half this stuff means. The whip crackers where that came from. <clears throat> yeah, I, I had no but idea. Honky, they claim that honky came out of, out of Harlem, that white men would pull up and honk their horn, and then a hooker would come out and get in the car. Oh. That's apparently where the word honky came from. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but they, they, they insist it is. Well, if Tom says it, I'm going with it. <laughs> nice try. I'm, <laughs> nice try. I'm putting it on Twitter. That's all I know. Yeah, put it on Twitter. <laughs> Tom the honky says. <laughs> be. This is the way it works. But, no, at the end of the day, like you were saying, we just need to find a way. And, and it's going to be hard. To find a way for us all to come together because, just like Catherine was saying, the politicians make sure. Oh, yeah. They make sure that we are separated in many ways. Yep. I, I, perfect example is what I've, been, what I've been trying to get people to see finally and understand here with these people who are running for, you know, running for governor, running for a seat. You know, uh, I, one of the things that I did this year is I made sure that I visited every single one of the people who are running. I went to one of their little rallies. And boy, you talking about gaslighting like you wouldn't believe. Oh yeah. The the Republicans are good at it. A gaslighting. They're good at stoking their people to go out and vote. They they vote the Republicans know their people vote on fear. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. scare you to death. Yep. I'm gonna scare you enough right to get you to go vote. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. The Democrats know that they people vote on, okay, what am I going to do for you? That's all the right, Democrats have right. to say is, <clears throat> yep. we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this here. So that divide there, because the, the, the Republicans are sitting here going, well, you know the Democrats are just going to give them welfare. Right? Oh, yeah. And then, and, then, <clears throat> and then Republicans go, well, I got to vote so I can stop them from getting welfare. They're taking my tax dollars. That's my money. <laughs> well, not really, but they think it is. They think it they is, do. right? They do think and, it and, is. And the Democrat people go, well, they got all the money, so give us some of it. Mm-hmm. That's what they're thinking. And the politicians use that. And oh, we fall no for doubt. it every single time. I know. It is amazing right? how gullible people are. Yeah. It's all about money. It's all about money. Hollywood, the only reason they're saying the things they're saying and that has, to, that has to do with skin color and orientation and all those things. They're only using it to make money. That's what they do. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. And and they and they're and they're pushing they're pushing this this thing very very hard, you know. And then it's like I was telling people um, with the whole CRT get up thing, and everybody who would come to me with the CRT, I said, prove it. It's a little hard to prove critical race theory. Thank you. Let's, <laughs> a little let, hard to prove. Let's go yeah. to the school that they're teaching this thing. Let's go to the school that they're 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 <clears throat> telling your kids this and telling your kid that. Uh-huh. No, it's identity race theory. They're yeah. identifying something, right? And then they're telling your kid that's what they are. That's what you fight. You can't walk to a school and sit there and try to fight critical race theory. Because they're not teaching a full course of critical race theory. Yeah, so right. now the, the, the school will say what? Get away from me. I don't know what you're talking about. But yet, they're using your kid's identity to teach them something different than what they are. And people have not gotten that yet. Why? Because the GOP is pushing critical race theory. And they're lying to people. Instead of telling them what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So now you got drag queens in schools, right? Right. And you're missing the boat on this whole thing. That's not critical race theory. No. At all. They're telling your kid that, that they can be this and they can be that and they're not really this. That's not critical race theory. No. You go after what they're teaching your kids. And that's why I sit there and say, when you start listening to certain uh, Republicans who was running for, who was at the time running for governor, he is a liar. He lied to you. That's what he did. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They all do that. They do, yeah. But 
that's not what it is. So that's why every time somebody come up and start saying that critical race theory, I sit there and go, prove it. Let's go. I, let's go to the school, and you show me where they're teaching it, and and I will I will help you kick the doors down. I can see that. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I have a question about. Okay, so I follow you on Twitter, and I, you don't have a lot to say nice things about either party, hmm? which I appreciate because I don't have nice things to say yeah, about either party. This family's not either. big on either one of the there parties. There we go. Um, I, I really wish that we could somehow ha- either have a third party or demolish the parties or something so that we could just solve problems instead hmm. of be partisan. That would be wonderful. But what do you, I mean, because if you say something against a Democrat, then all, you get a bunch of crap about that. Oh, you say oh, something God, against yes. a Republican, you get all kinds of crap <laughs> about that. So how do you actually solve problems when you've got two parties that are just, all they do is hate each other? Yeah. They don't come together. And in this state, it's really bad. Yeah, it well, is. we don't even have hardly any Republicans in. No, uh, not really. You know, not in the city. Are, are not there, in the are city. Are there no. any? There's a, no, no, there's a few. Yeah. yeah they, but, I mean, they, they just stay undercover. So, I mean, we're basically a one party state mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. still can't seem to solve the problems. No. We have to take a break. Look at that. That thing, that 24 and a half minutes. That flew by. <laughs> Man, we'll be right back. Reverend Tim's with us today. Now we're talking. Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listener? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they were referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member fdic and equal housing lender you all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in mike lindell to give you a great night's sleep mike's latest incredible deal is on the giza dream sheets which you've heard me rave about before that's for sure these sheets are made from the world's best cotton giza they are ultra soft and breathable yet extremely durable right now the giza dream sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We're back. Now we're back. Now we're just cooking with gas. That's all I have to say. We've decided literally that uh, it all has to end because Richard Pryor is the last person allowed to say that word. <laughs> so that's just how it is now. Whether you want to say it or not, sorry, that was Richard's deal. Richard, I think, did... He crossed over so many lines when he he came up. I mean, I think, and I think Blazing Saddles was the one thing that put him so far over the top. And I am so glad when all these, you know, far, far, far left nut jobs and far, far, far right nut jobs didn't get his albums tossed, didn't get that movie. Because most movies, when they sing, say things in a movie like they say in Blazing Saddles, those movies got canceled. 
But because Richard Pryor, uh, and you got to give it to Mel Brooks, he brought in Richard Pryor to uh, to rewrite the movie, and that's why that movie is so brilliant to this day. It's it's one of the fun. It might be the funniest movie ever made. Could be. It could be. It's it is. pretty amazing things that are. Damn, that was lucky. Damn near lost a four hundred dollar hand card. There's two black guys drowning in quicksand, but that's okay. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! It's like really okay. But Tom, you got to watch that movie with an open mind, though. I absolutely right. I you, love you, that you, movie. you can't you you can't watch that movie with some people these days. You no, really could, God, right? no, no. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You, you you can't do it because uh, they they will find. Instead of them sitting there watching the movie for what it is, a comedic genius who put the two comedic genius who put this together, they're going to look for every negative thing that's yeah. in this movie. Absolutely. So, yeah, you, you just got to have an open mind uh, to sit there and watch that movie. See, one of my favorite lines in a movie is that semi-reference, but it's not, and that's why it's so funny. One guy says to the other guy, what did he just say? And he said... <laughs> He said the sheriff is near. <laughs> I thought that line was brilliant. The sheriff is near. Okay, well, good. Glad to oh, hear yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It, I, it's awesome. You know, we can't – and we start restart the clock, please. Um, we, we are in a situation right now, and I was trying to make a point of it yesterday – that the human brain is going backwards right now. <laughs> I mean, it really is. That is. What's happening? Oh, it, it, we are backing up. <laughs> People are doing and saying things now that are so incredible. What you hear? What the woman did at the, at the airport? Young woman. She's like twenty five. No, I think it was at an airport. No, no, I'm sorry. It was at a hospital. She's at a hospital. She's got the neighbor or a grandmother or something that needs to be looked at. Well, they're backed up. This young girl, her granddaughter, got sick of waiting. So what did she do? Walks over, gets on a chair, and holds her lighter up to the sprinkler, and the entire first floor of the hotel gets just mm. soaked with water because she was sick of waiting. Like, what? Wow, talk about an infantile personality. That's what there, I'm talking right? about. Yeah. We are backing up huge. We are getting dumber by the day. Why would you do that? Because they can. Yeah, I guess. I, they can, she, well, she got arrested, thank God, for, for doing it, but. I just couldn't believe looking at that. Why? No, we we, we got a generation, I believe, uh, from talking to some of the kids. Like I said, I was down there, I was down Saturday um, at the skateboard park, but I call it the dance floor on Broadway. <laughs> think about this for a second. We really, I, I mean, you, you got to think about this one. So, not not saying that black kids don't skateboard, but. You, as a city, decide to put a skateboard park right in the middle of Broadway uh, for black kids to skateboard. Well, where it, is it on Broadway? It, I, I drive Broadway all the time. Where is it? Right across the street from the Eleven Hunt, from Sammy's um, uh, Sammy's um, Sandwich Shop, the Eleven Hunt yeah. building. Yeah, it's right across the street. Is it yeah, really? All you have to do is look right across the street. It's right there. Does there used to be a Burger King there or something? No, it's right down the street from the Burger oh, King. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You, you, so I know you, what you're talking you, about. You're dead on. Yep. It's right down the street from the, the, the Burger King, but it, it's a skateboard shop. I mean, it's a skateboard park. And I sit there and go, okay, why would you put a skateboard park <laughs> in the middle? But it's, it's a dance floor now. That, that's that's yeah, basically yeah, what it okay, is. They okay. just they just take and use it as a dance floor. But I go down there and I talk to some of these kids. They they are these kids these days are at a point to where they think that the world belongs to them. Yeah, they true. they everything, no matter what it is, they they want it now, and they want a lot of it. And if you don't give it to me, I'm gonna start something. I'm yeah. gonna get up and I'm gonna put a lighter up to the sprinkler. Yeah, because I'm not getting it now. And she wasn't even the one who was sick. It was her grandmother that was sick. She all she had to do was be a little more patient. Please. They got a few you know, customers coming in, a few patients coming in. You got to wait your turn. She had no interest in waiting her turn. No, nah, it, 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 it doesn't work that way. I mean, we want, like you said, we, we want everything microwavable. Everything, no matter what it is. Yeah, that's pretty much right? true. Well, it's still considered cooking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Gone are the days that you put the popcorn in the pot and everybody gets to stand around and watch God, the magic. Never, that was wonderful. <laughs> that Think was a great it. time. You know, no, put it in a bag, a throw time. it in here, put it on two minutes, and then boom, 
You're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we're, we're it's not as good either. No, not at all. No. You know, um, we used to sit around and watch my grandmother when she used to make biscuits. My grandmother was the best biscuit maker ever. <laughs> and we had to wait for these biscuits. Yeah. But they was worth waiting for. Yeah. These days, these kids, there's nothing that these kids look at or think about that is worth waiting for anymore. There isn't. What do you guys think of that, Andy and Alex? I mean, you're a little bit older than the generation we're talking about. You're in your 30s, and we're talking about probably people 12 to 30, something like that. Oh, you think about 12 to 30. Sage being being four years old, that's the stage he's in right now. I want it right now. And if I can't have it, I'm going to throw a fit, or I'm going to threaten you with something I'm going to do. I mean, that's four years old, and Mm -hmm. there's grown-ups acting like this. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say. That's what's so scary. I've reached an age where anybody under the age of 23? Oh, Reverend Tim went with 25. (laughs) Seems like a a baby. Like I'm like, what is going on with your generation? (laughs) It's already starting. It's already starting. I'm like, I'm just like, what is going on? Well, something's got to switch. Some generation has to go, uh... Maybe we don't want to, you right. know, it's like the prep, like when we were talking about preppy clothes. Mm-hmm. That was in the 2000s. Yeah. And Probably we went from grunge, 2000s. then we went to yeah. preppy. Maybe we're just going to go from being completely irresponsible to being hyper-responsible at some generation. Maybe. We're at that point now. They don't even have clothes on anymore. They just hang, they, it's just, well, they just hang off of them. Well, I, I will, know. I will say we have. It's crazy. We have this girl that watches our kids she's 18 years old she has yet to wear a full-length shirt to our house mm. <laughs> literally she's oh. never she's 18 why why everything she... is a crop top even long sleeve shirts are crop tops why? i'm like what? long sleeve crop tops look so so dumb they i just really don't, don't what? everything everything's that's, that's i know fashion, it doesn't I make guess. any sense and it's like she wears <clears> high-waisted <throat> everything and crop tops there's always just like two inches of her mm. torso out at all times and i'm like do you not own any like shirts that are full length. Could you wear this to school? Like, I don't. Oh, I'm sure if she could. Well, they let her wear anything. That's school. all she wears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't. That must be the trend. I must be Alex is trend. a grown up mama. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, the moment I had Fawn, anybody under the age of 20, I was like, you tiny baby child. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need anything? That's pretty much true right there. Isn't it? Yeah. You just kick in there. But yeah. Yeah, we, these kids these days, man, I just, I've got, uh, I, I coach baseball, and, and it's not just the kids, it's the parents. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Well, they the don't say no to their kids. They, they don't ever say that, no. That, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you I've, seen, much. I've seen dads walking with their you know daughters. They're like 12, 13. And I'm like, you're letting your daughter, who's like that age, walk around in that outfit? Amen. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was at, I, I won't say where I was at, but there was this guy, and he had a kid with him, probably like, I don't know, eight-year-old kid. And the kid was playing <laughs> on the phone. And the dad kept being like, can I please have the phone? I need to call mom. And the kid was like, no, not yet. You have to wait a little bit. And he was like, he, the dad just let him do that. Just waited. Yeah, just waited for the oh. kid to finish his video or whatever. No, I see. I see. Like, little... No, you take that phone. It's your phone. I know. I see little toddlers full out smacking their dads right in the face oh, in line at Target. Just mm. wailing. And the dad just sits there. Oh, like, oh, I'll take yeah. everything away from the kid. I just kid. don't oh. get it. I have not witnessed mm. behavior like that. I have. I, I treat my I treat my my boys when they was growing up. I treated them exactly the way my mom did. You got to talk before you went into the store. Oh yeah. Before you went in that store, mom looked at you and say, "You get nothing." <laughs> oh, and y'all like it. Oh, I've done it. Right. We're going in here to get food to feed you. We're not going in here for these toys. We're not going in. My mom would be like, that's why I'm I'm like, I shop the way I do now. My mom go in the store. She gets exactly what she needs, and she's out. There's no fondling. There's no looking around. There's no, oh, maybe I need this on the next trip. That's how I am, too. I'm just like in and out. Right? That's me. That's why my wife always be talking about, well, do you want to go to the store? No, I don't want to go to the store with you. 
No. That's my husband, <laughs> too. I'm like, no, I would rather do almost anything than go to Costco, Costco with my husband. Thank you. Because well, he just loves wandering. The, he loves... He'll take two hours and just look at everything <laughs> and <laughs> the deals. Didn't you think he was dead one that? time because he was in Costco two, for so long? Two times in our relationship. <laughs> I am not. I am not a like. I'm not a paranoid wife by any means at all. Right. But like, there were two times in our relationship that he was like, "Oh, I'll be home by this time," and he was not for like. Hours after he said he was going to be home, didn't tell me he was going to Costco. It's like on the way home, he's like, "Oh, I thought I'd stop by Costco." Wasn't answering his phone, oh, and I was God. like, "He's dead." That doesn't work in Costco. Your phone because your phone doesn't phone work in dead. Costco. Yeah, I, and I'm like, "He's dead." He took three hours in Costco, and he didn't tell me he was going to Costco. And so I was like, "Yep, I guess he's dead." I don't know. <laughs> he's dead. And then it happened one time, and I was like, "Okay." whatever i guess and it happened another time and i was like okay anytime i'm sure dan's dead he's just at costco <laughs> which it's never i haven't i know i I, know. I, I every once in a while need a costco fix where it's like i've got i'm gonna go and spend two hours wandering those yeah, aisles you shop like dan too and like and look in every costco. single freezer and then, and then and i'm, I'm, just I'm like, in line and i'm looking at other people's <laughs> carts i didn't see that i know <laughs> where did they get that <laughs> I spend as little time in stores. I hate being in stores. I hate being in Costco, especially. Oh yeah, Dan. And when he sees when Dan sees the people in Costco with the carts that are like walking really fast and like just weaving around people, he's like, I can't stand. I'm like, you wouldn't like me in Costco when you're not around because that's what I do. I'm like, get out of enemy territory. You don't know what sort of treasure you might find. We have Officer Dave on the phone. I want to say one thing very quick before we move on from Costco. You can put Officer Dave up, but I just went to Costco this morning. Because I was going to, I have to renew my card. And you always got to call your family when you're going to Costco. It's like, a, do you well, need you anything at Costco? Costco? Could you please no, get a giant bag of oranges? No, do you need anything at Costco? <laughs> I, I always call, call share. I always call mom. I bought a bunch mom. of stuff to bring home. I did do that. So. I always call mom. Do you need anything at Costco? I'm not, Come on. I won't say which one I went to, but the family knows which one I went to. But, it's the worst so I one. Went, I went to Uh-oh. renew my, my card. Now, apparently, they sent it to me early because I can't renew it for another 15 days. I thought I could. doesn't say anything on there about it, but I can't renew it for another 15 days. The guy behind the counter was such a prick to me. It was unbelievable. And I literally finally said, you know, you work in retail. Did you know that? You're supposed to be pleasant to people. And he looked at me like he was deeply offended. I said, no, why would I want to stand here and take your attitude? Right. I'm not doing it. I'm not taking your attitude. Jesus, what a jerk. Some people are. Unbelievable. Now, let me ask you. Oh, anyway, who was going to say something just now? I got in the way. Dave called. Oh, that's right. Officer Dave called in. <laughs> hey. What Officer happened? Dave. All right. Remember, Tim, you ever met Officer <laughs> Dave? Uh, no, I've never, I've never met. You ever seen the Fauchet Tower? <laughs> Yeah. They're about the same size. <laughs> He's a giant amongst He's men. He's a giant amongst <laughs> Yeah. Officer Dave, how are you? Reverend Tim, don't, Reverend Tim, don't let him BS you. That's not how big I am. Okay. I, well, I've got to see you now. One the IDS? Is the, instead of the Fauché Tower, it's the IDS? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thanks, Tommy. I appreciate that. Well, you're well, a rather well. tall fellow. Yeah, still... yeah, I'm only 6'4", that's all. Okay. A lot Never of people mind. are six four. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> uh Cap is still my thunder that parents are letting the kids get away with everything. And just letting them do it. Yep. That's all that's ninety percent of what I deal with. Really? The kids are parents are letting them do their thing. Yeah. As a cop. You don't think, Oh, we we can't we can't punish him for that. Well, Officer Dave, I got a question so, for you. Uh, how how many how, fly, Jim. how many how many of these parents are, are asking you all? The cops, uh, the system, to help them with their kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent. Thank you. And I and I always and I mm. always tell them I can't undo your fifteen years of bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. I'm sure they handle that well. Yeah, yeah they take that. How just dare fine. you say I did something <laughs> no bad? No problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, but because I. I'm, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you was able to answer that. I'm glad that you you said what you said because you know I run into the same thing when I'm when I'm dealing with some of these here kids and I go talk to their parents and their parents are saying that I can't do anything with them and and I can't give them to yep. the system 
because the system won't take them. There's no place for these kids yeah. who are, are having a hard time. You know, I, I'll, I'll use the I'll use the new term. You know, the mental health that these kids are are, are going through. Um, yep. There, there's nothing for them. Um, like I said, uh, and I always say it. See, my mom, Miss Irma Jean, she had something for the mental health. It's called go out there and get me a switch and then come back. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember those days. That, that, that's I, what I the never, problem is. I never, feared, I never feared my mother. It was my father. Yeah. That was the one I feared. Well, that, that, that's what so, the problem yeah. is. And, 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 and the system and the system don't even know what to do with them anymore. No, they have no idea. Yeah. Right? Exactly. The exactly. system ha- have zero well, clue. Reverend Tim Reverend Tim, I follow you. I love you. You got common sense. I love it. You, well, can, get, thank you. you can get my handle from Miss Catherine, and I will do that. Follow me back. I don't tweet that much, but <laughs> love it. You're I, the man. I will definitely do that. I thank you. Thank you very much for that. We got to have both of you in studio one day. That'd be that'd be that'd a great be awesome. show. We have a great show. Reverend Tim and fun. Officer Dave. That'd be fun. Let's get it set up. Tee it up we, right we, now. I bet you we'd agree on ninety percent of it. Oh, I'm sure. I bet you would. (laughs) Which is kind of I'm hoping people tuned into the show realize you don't have to criticize one another. You can get along. Yes, sir. See how nice that is. And you can also criticize each other constructively. Constructively, yeah, Uh that's very, very true. Not on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You got a point there. Everybody. Everybody's right on Twitter, and everybody hate everybody on Twitter. So they do. That's that's what I learned. Um, but, but I've also learned just, just to look at them and go, okay, whatever, you know, yeah. and, and keep, and, and, and keep moving on. An- another thing that, um, can, can I, can I ask you about the defund the police movement there, officer? Are you for or against it? <laughs> what, yeah, are you for or against it? You like that? How do you feel? Right? Can, I, can I ask him yeah. that? I think it's fantastic. Retire, yeah. Oh, and it, yeah, that 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 movement um, hurt uh, the community like no other, and I don't think people really understand just what um, those uh, boneheads who decided to put that out there, um, what they did and, and where we're at today. And it's just like years ago, I kept telling the white people out in the suburbs, you just wait. Yeah. You just wait. And I kept telling them, okay, you, you know, we don't care about what goes on in North Minneapolis. We don't care about Minneapolis, right? We, 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 it doesn't matter to us. Well, why are you keep? Why are you on our Republican lawmakers trying to make them do something? It's not their fault because of the Democrats let. This. I said, okay, I'm going to shut my mouth, and I did. <laughs> and what happened? Yep, not good. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Minneapolis is down what? Four hundred and fifty cops. Jeez. Yes, sir. Something like that. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh. Yep. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yep. yep. What is Minneapolis? Yeah, Minneapolis is down, what, 450, 500, 400 cops right now? Yep. Right. Yep. yep. And I've seen New York just lost 1,100. I hmm. ran into a like, woman yesterday. I ran into a woman yesterday at Byerly's in Golden Valley. She said there are 12 cops left in the Golden Valley police force. What? They're 50%. Yep. She, um, the, the Golden new, Valley. The Golden Valley. God, what are they thinking? That used to be a pretty... Good police department. Well, a great police department yeah, back happened? in the day. I don't know. They the just mayor? had a carjacking. Yeah. Oh God. Right? They, absolutely. They just, they just yeah. had. They just had that carjack. And, and here's another thing. A lot of things is going on. They're just keeping this stuff secret. Yep. They, oh, yeah. they, 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 because they don't want to scare the public. That's what. That's what the deal is. Yep. They they do not want yep. to get the public all riled up and scared. So what do they do? They they just don't tell people what the heck's going on. Yeah. It's just like a, look. Look, I, I, made, I made this here clear before the pandemic. I made this clear. I said, if ever, if ever this breaks, that these drug dealers start going out to the suburbs, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I said. I said, if this line of cars that comes on Broadway, these nice cars come on Broadway, if this ever stops, 
the suburbs is about to get it. Yep, that's exactly right. Right? That's 100% yep. and, and correct. Then, and then that, that pandemic hit, and there was no way really for anybody to, to get out of their house to come down to Broadway to get their drugs. So what did the drug dealers start doing? They got on the trains. Yeah, they did. Right? They did. Yep. They, they get on the trains. So now they want to build a train going out towards uh, uh, um, Burnsville and all that kind of stuff, right? That, yeah. Isn't that what that new train they're talking about building? Yeah. So they just want to give the drug addicts, I mean, the, the drug dealers, another route to take drugs out to the <laughs> suburbs. It's unbelievable. Well, it's all commerce. God. That is all commerce. They're small <laughs> business owners <laughs> is what they are. Exactly Support right. small business, you guys. Go all right, Officer Dave, thank okay. you. Go, go arrest somebody. Love you all. Love you too, Pally. <laughs> go arrest somebody. Um, I want to mention something very quickly that I read on the on the KQ Morning Show yesterday because I don't pre-read any stories. I've given the stories and I read <clears> them, and I find this to be very very offensive. I really do because it just makes my skin crawl. There's a story about a woman who had fallen into a uh, canal, and the temperature of the canal was only 40 degrees. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, a young man walking by saw her in the canal, so he jumped in. Oh. To try to save her, then he realized he couldn't get out of the canal either. So he wrapped his arms around the woman to keep her warm so she wouldn't die. Yeah. And they sent the fire department over and got them both out. And at the very end of the story, the guy had to say, and that man who saved the woman was African-American. Oh, my God. I'm like, what the hell do you mean by that? Uh, are you surprised? Is I know. That what you're saying? I'm like, What? It's like saying, wow, Negroes can have empathy, too. I know. <laughs> what? I, I couldn't well, believe. Well, it's nice to have a good example. But the yeah, problem but is, it was like the guy was shocked. The guy, the other guy was yeah. black, apparently. They I, act like we don't do nothing. Yeah, that's exactly it. You understand? What I'm, that's, they, a, that's, that's, a, that's what it is. Are they ever going to realize if we don't stop doing that, this is never going to end? No. Because they, they like that, Tom. Yes, they, they, like, do. they like doing that. God, it's right? disgusting. They, they like pitting us against each other. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. And that man <laughs> was African-American. And he was all touchy-feely about it. Like, oh, I God. Know. I so know. Sad. I'm on next door. And, the, and somebody said something about there was a carjacking and the guy was black and then the whole entire like 50 threads about why did you have to bring up the fact that he was black I mean, why and, do you and, <laughs> and, 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 and they go back and forth and it's like they both have points no I understand there, that. there are points but if you're describing somebody that's if you're trying to identify someone carjacking yeah, people yeah, yeah. then like, you need a description of who they are you know, yeah, I, that's true. I, yeah, but to, oh yeah, to, if you got to find a suspect or something, you got to describe. Them, I understand, but yeah, you know, it, oh God, we got to take a break. That first hour went by very, very fast. It did. Holy no. smoke! That was a, yeah. That was a, I heard you were considering staying for the second hour. Uh, I'm good. All right, it would be great to have you. I think it'd be wonderful. Uh, we'll take a break here. Be right back in about what five, six minutes, Andy. Sure. Ari Middleman will join us. Uh, new book, Paths of the Righteous, Stories of Heroism, Humanity, and Hope. There are good people in the world. Oh, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe. We'll be back in a few minutes.